listening to the Wasted and Worthless Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Wasted and Worthless Podcast. We are joined in studio today by a very special guest. You know him. He used to be the GM at CWS. He's now the head beverage director at Warren down in Delray and also the host of the new podcast, Closing Out, with JP. Welcome to the studio. JP, yeah, what's hey, going hey, on, man? What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, boys. Happy to have you here. Yeah, bro. man. So let's get right into it. I got to ask, what happened at CWS? Off rip. Let's go. Let's dive <laughs> right into <laughs> it, bro. Start the cypher. Start a beat up. Uh, yeah. No. So... Yeah, I'm actually glad you asked. This is a chance to kind of clear the air about all that. Um, a lot of rumors about it. So, oh yeah, no doubt. Good you to know. hear straight from the donkey's mouth or whatever the phrase is. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Donkey horse. I'm both. Um, <laughs> so yeah, really, um, I won't get into the legality of everything. Whenever you know, we were planning that month to actually close CWS. I believe it was on the 27th. Um, and once I said, not getting into the details, we didn't. We couldn't come up with a very good. Um, I'd say deal. You know, my ownership had tried to purchase that property for a long time it never happened it was a lease um, it was a lease yes oh, okay. um ended up not being like uh, we didn't get a five-year deal out of it he doubled the rent so overall the um the plan was because warren was on its way opening we were going to take the staff there you know give everybody an equal opportunity to at least elevate themselves for those that don't know they're they're owned by the same parent company correct, correct. that is the damn good hospitality group who i have worked for now closer to i guess three years and they okay. also own like what america's backyard yeah fort lauderdale Wait, which is called the that's called the backyard now backyard. um and stash yep. down in fort lauderdale that is correct, correct. that is, yep drinking coffee den um revolution live as well yeah oh no shit yep. i love that yep. place yeah, who doesn't, man? Yeah, that's, that's a pretty that's iconic. Awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially you two should know about Revolution <laughs> yeah. Live. Yeah, and uh, if you guys ever want to go to a show, you let me know. Well, okay, we'll have yeah, a dude. hell of a good time. Uh, but with Warren, uh, you know, upcoming, um, we decided it'd be better to go ahead and close that property and let's focus on something bigger, get the ball rolling there. And it it really helped overall, I guess, in the long run. With that, you had a lot of wine and whiskey knowledge trying to you know kind of meeting in the middle there with my people and uh the the current brand director uh iggy from city seller you know um so that was good but when it comes to the cws thing no we did not burn it down nobody paid me to burn it down um and it wasn't an insurance claim and i do want to i i i can't speak for everybody but i think if you were going to do something for insurance money you would probably not have a you know five hundred thousand dollars worth of whiskey or three hundred thousand dollars worth of whiskey in there you wouldn't do it on a night that you had about 80 people in yeah. the house not to mention your whole staff i think that's something that typically happens you know during a hurricane you know well, and i think we've heard stories you were there, yeah. Alex? you were there that night i was i was downtown oh, that so night you saw the and truck. i saw yeah. i just got photos i wasn't in i wasn't right. in town i had heard whispers uh the night before and then all of a sudden i saw you know, well, five me, fire trucks there, and I ran down there. So and, what had happened, it, it was actually, uh, it was Thursday night. It was our ladies' night, actually. Um, ladies' night. I can't remember. I had, um, what was his name? John John Le John Leonard, or Leonard, uh, was the, he was a private act that night, solo gig. Um, busy night. Dexter was behind the bar outside. Um, I think we had close to, even at that time, um, probably you know, 70 heads maybe. And not to yeah. mention our staff inside the den bar, the outside bar. Um, and I also have video footage because of all the messages I was getting the following morning. You got to keep in mind, I know a lot of people in this town. So I woke up <laughs> to, a, in with... I woke up to some things. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, 
my phone about to vibrate, just vibrate off the nightstand. Um, but I do have video footage of everything that actually happened just to, you know, and that's, that's because, you know, I was getting some crazy stories. You guys burn this down for insurance and none of that shit makes sense. Um, and not to mention, it kind of hurts my heart because who the hell would have burned it down? Me? I love that place. Well, that's the, yeah. that's never, the thing yeah. about a small town is you're going to end up with fucking rumors like that. You know, yeah, obviously, yeah. Lake Worth itself is not a small town, but the community, yeah, everybody very fish always down there. Yeah, very exactly. fishbowl community. Yeah, exactly. And, the timing and, was just very, very, very odd. Yeah. And, and that is something that like... Uh, Within it, 24 hours of announcing it, As that soon as happens. it happened, I was like, fuck, this is what's going to happen. This is how... And I, you know, I had to tell the staff... Uh, you know, anybody that was there, this is, you know, but I do have video footage. So what actually happened was there was a grease fire that happened behind our flat top. CWS being a very old building. Um, like every building in Lake Worth. Yep. Uh, my, my chef at the time, Matt Kelly, will also back me up on this uh, because he was the one that tried to extinguish this whole situation. You know, a thing about when a fire breaks out in a kitchen, you try to use things like salt you never really want to use water for a grease fire. water for oh, well, a grease fire yeah, is, actually, you don't want to spray chemicals so you, all over the so place. you try to keep it condensed with things that you basically have um i, I don't know if cornstarch is a real one but salt was a big one trying to keep it contained so we actually they they kept it to the side of the wall where the flat top was um and uh my food runner at the time almost got the flame completely out it just kept growing and growing Oof. um and once again i have all this on film uh Matt Kelly taking like the grease trap out out back everybody um once I once I went out back you know somebody somebody came and got me I believe it was uh, a local Brittany O'Keefe came and like yo you got to get to the kitchen so I do and you know they start trying to contain it once I go out back probably within three minutes time I see it blowing through the hood fan and that's when I literally ran outside and I got everybody out I started uh you know it looked like a ghost town at the end of it because, I mean, we were just in mid-swing, dude. And we were, 911 was probably yeah. already called and everything. Well, yeah, probably. immediately. Um, I had called the fire department, 911, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but I think I evacuated everybody out of that building within two minutes because yeah. I didn't know if something was going to explode. I mean, oh, it was yeah. just it was getting out of control. Um, or so collapse. it was really just a... It was a fluke thing. It was a fluke thing. I know and, uh, and we ended up before the fire department got there. Uh, we we had two fire extinguishers, and here's the sad part. You know, once we decided we were going to go ahead and pull those pins, because once you spray chemicals, you know you're already shut down probably. Oh, and, and, until they until they allow you to reopen. So we tried to contain it. We pulled two of our own fire extinguishers, and actually, flame the flame went out, and then it just yeah. right back, and you see it burn with all of uh, all the like sediment and dust in the air. Till the fire department comes in and then it just blacks everything out. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, it was a goner at that. Damn, point. that's an intense night. Yeah, and we even tried to. You know, we still had big shows coming up. We still had the boys who spread the dub coming out to play. Yeah. Um, so we actually we had asked for permission to actually kind of lock the doors on the inside because you know we have that bathroom outside. We were going to continue to serve up drinks for the following the remainder of weeks and still do these live performances. And oh, they, sure, sure. And they and they. Uh, I thought because I had the bathroom, maybe they let that happen, but it it wasn't. No, they, no. Did we had did, to close the doors after that night? Did Code just like say this building is temporarily condemned? Till, exactly, and yeah. that's and we were trying to fight that to try to at least you know get these shows booked, get people out to at least say goodbye because CWS yeah. was a special place. Well, it was for only a, a couple more weeks. Yeah. Well, the right. great thing about CWS is that first of all, it was right. It was on Lucerne, not late. Yep. Still technically on the Ave is how I looked at it. But it was a slightly different vibe than everywhere else in Lake Worth. Yeah, we so. call, we still call it kind of like a hidden gem of Lake Worth. Sure, um, sure. I think that the crew that I had at the end and myself, we made it really special. Those scallops were fire, and the nachos. Oh yeah, the way we reformulated things, and yeah, it was it was cool. 
Yeah. And yeah. we miss it very much. So, you know, I, I love my job now, but, uh, it's unfortunate for the servers and bartenders too, that we're planning it. Oh, you know, I at least have two more weeks. Yep. That, that's yeah, kind of nice. It, it and was, then that just kind of was a catalyst. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, a lot of, I got, I got to give it up to my ownership because, you know, we, we ended up having to, you know, basically get our stuff from CWS and basically close up, but everybody, you know, everybody had a job waiting for them still. So that and, was an, at least a benefit, you know? Yeah. yeah and the it, ward it, is, it sucks because it's, it's far away. I, I was know, just going to say it's, it's way in out West, West. Delray, but, but it's a good area. It's a growing area. Oh, dude. no doubt. And we are crushing it out there. Yeah. Uh, it was a great opportunity for people. You know, it's not for everybody, you know, and it, it ended up not being for everybody. The people that wanted to stay, loved it, stay. Um, but, but life happens and you got to adjust. It you does. Know. Yeah. So, but yeah. So now you're, CWS. now you're what beverage director? That's the title. That's right. I, uh, I'm the, bar and beverage manager for uh and looking to do the uh looking to step up to hopefully uh the regional beverage director for damn good hospitality nice nice Hell so yeah dog from lake worth to uh i don't know elsewhere <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah. Call, yeah, I call it the edge of the earth but yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or are you or, a flat earther <laughs> yeah warren's edge is what yeah. it is yeah we that kill it out there like a butthole. yeah i guess you're right <laughs> so i've seen some of the pictures and videos you post of the different dishes and drinks you guys make it looks really like a top-notch place yeah we are out there we're kind of really trying to redefine finer dining we don't consider ourselves really finer dining but we 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 have five-star food five-star cocktail program uh we have a you know, we have a cool vibe to us. Uh, low light, slow, loud, banging music. A lot of nineties like hip hop. All the wood and stuff in there. Like, oh yeah. I haven't been in person. I need yeah, to get out there. It's but beautiful. The photos. It looks. It looks dope. Kind of rustic almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we we've won a lot of awards. We won uh, first year. We won best best new steakhouse, and we don't actually consider ourselves a steakhouse. We're an American whiskey kitchen, uh, but we do specialize in steaks. Australian Carrera Wagyu beef. Um, we're a, we're an all Wagyu house, so we have you know our strip, our fillet, our ribeye. We do specials every day that are incredible. New fish every day. Oh, I'm drooling. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, and actually, very well priced. You guys should check the menu out. It's really cool. It's so a great many, opportunity. Uh, you had like 400 whiskeys before, right? At- uh, I think at CWS we were a little, we were closer to, a little closer to 700. Oh, sh- I was um, way off. Yeah, closer to 700. Just or, you know, I think six. So it's about the same there. Uh, we are closer to a thousand at the one. Yeah. And it's growing every day. We've got more barrel picks, uh, coming. We just picked five more out of Buffalo trace. Um, we're trying to Buffalo trace. We were talking about that earlier today. You showed up. Yeah. Yeah. That's oldest, uh, oldest distillery in America. Oldest distillery. No, but probably the most, I will say this. They make the best whiskey in the world. Yeah, that's for multiple reasons, I love and, they're, Buffalo Trace. and they're probably the most iconic. I mean, you guys would probably be surprised if I just tell you some of the brands that actually come out of Buffalo Trace. You probably wouldn't. No, they, they have. Associated. Uh, are they the ones that have Pappy? Pappy, yeah, Pappy is a Buffalo Trace, but along with Pappy Van Winkle. That's for right. those who don't know. Yep, uh, and if you haven't tried it, come. We have uh, we have some a really special selection of Pappy at one, probably the most in the world. So with I'm, rarity, I don't mean to cut you off. Do you want to join us on the shot to our sponsor here for just regular old Jameson before we get into the fancy stuff? Um, I'll take a little nipper, a little one. All right. Yeah, very small. Shout out and to our sponsor, CJS Coms. Chatham, you the man. We appreciate you. If you all your anything. software needs, if uh, if Warren's looking to upgrade their software a little bit, um, you doing yeah. one? Yeah, I have one. Right uh, oh, you got one behind all the bottles yeah. of whiskey. That Cheers, boys! Thanks for having me. Cheers, Cheers. Shout out to your sponsor. On. There we go. I love my Jameson. Ugh. 
Speaking of JMO, we got all those selections too for you, brother. Yeah, we have, uh, I'll give you a little rundown. Kind of, you know, we have everything. We specialize in American bourbon and rye, um, all of our barrel picks as well. But we have a great selection of Japanese, American single malt, uh, rest of world things from you know Israel, Taiwan, and then we have a whole. We have probably we have the best Macallan shelf. And wait, so which country makes the best whiskey, like outside of America? You think outside of America, who makes the well? Best I mean, whiskey. Ireland probably is way up there. Well, they're known for being, you know, triple distilled, smooth pot still, yeah, uh, cereal grains. Um, but if you're looking overall, I would say they put whiskey in their cereal. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do cereal in their whiskey. Yeah, um, I'd say Scotland. You know, I, you know, the Macallan, the Downmore, single malt Highland single malt Scotch is probably my. It's not what I really specialize in, but I do love it. So. Word, word. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, but, yeah, you know, my uh, my family's Irish, so I grew up drinking uh, all the Jamie's, the Tellies, the Red Breast. Uh, and now the Proper then, 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Conor McGregor. <laughs> he uh, sold, right? Oh, I'm yelling in the mic. He sold, right? He's just like the face now. I think it's still, I mean, it, it was never, it's not like he's in there cooking it up. Well, yeah, I, of course. But I think it's, I think he's still the main proprietor though. Oh, word. Yeah. As far yeah. as I know, I haven't heard, but then again, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't drink proper 12. Yeah. I don't drink it. And I, it, I do like Conor McGregor, but I, I'm not sure when it, I'd rather watch him fight than hear about him. Talking 100%. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that with most athletes, I don't really care what you do off the field. I just want to see you, you know, in the lines or whatever, or in yeah. the rank in that case. Right. The gun. So as someone here, that's, uh, I guess whiskey tarted, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, how would you describe, or let's say someone came into Warren and was looking to try a whiskey, um, pair it with a steak or, um, would you recommend what's a mild, what's a scotch, what's a single malt. So I can, I can tell you this, something that's actually happened and something I'm kind of proud of. Um, first of all, shout out to Jason Fisher and John Fitzpatrick. They're actually our head spiritual advisors at Warren. You know, Jason Fisher came with me from, I I think he was working at PA barbecue before me and he had two bottles of whiskey, which was Jack Daniels and Jim beam. Um, and now he literally teaches, first of all, guest every day and not to mention my staff about hundreds upon hundreds of bottles of whiskey. So he is actually the uh, apprentice to John Fitzpatrick, who's our head spiritual advisor, which is really cool. Uh, A lot of years of brown spirit knowledge in the building. Um, I do include myself in that. John and I feed off of each other a lot, uh, along with picking barrels and talking. This is just as much a passion as it is a job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But keep in mind, my work is cut out for me. I mean, even if, sure. I'm um, sure it's not just all fun. It's a lot of hustle. It's a lot it of is. study. And, and it's a lot on my liver. Um, <laughs> so for wine, for, for wine, I know that, you know, there's a sommelier. Right. Um, and I know you get these old fancy whites that are into, you know, wine tasting and <laughs> Napa Valley. Yeah. Um, they're, they're going to get racial. <laughs> <if> you <laughs> want to. Oh, I'll talk shit about me all day long. Um, <laughs> not that left? a little bit. Yeah. Sipsy yeah. whipsy. All right. Not that I'm fancy, but uh, when they do wine tastings, they'll they'll you know swish the glass, they smell the it of the wine. Um, I and was then actually hoping you would it, ask that. Swish uh, it and then s- spit it out. Well, that's um, uh, yeah. Is, is there a term for uh, whiskey and expert enthusiast? Yeah, well, we actually you, you would either call it really like a like a brown spirit specialist, spiritual advisor, something we actually came up with. What it does make a lot of sense to us and to people that hear it. It almost sounds like I'm going to bless you with Buffalo Trace yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, what I which was you thinking. can, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, a bourbon steward's a term for it. That's what actually, you know, when we first opened Warren, we actually uh, we went we took put everybody through an initial class with um, a group that actually will certify you certify you as a bourbon steward. So we did that. Um, you take like a you take a class and then you do a little online thing and they'll send you your pen and certificate and all that. Um, so that's one way. That's kind of like a. But yeah, we bourbon steward, uh, brown spirit specialist. That's that's kind of what we call that. I'm not sure that whiskey sommelier is actually a real term, but it is kind of the same thing. A whiskey, um, just a whiskey. And I'm actually currently uh, September 10th. I go for my level one for wine as well. So I'm trying. Oh to, wow! Nice. Look that's at you. Like two weeks yeah. out, and I'm actually trying. Yeah, I'm trying to expand. I'm really good with cocktailing. You know, wrote most of the menu at Warren. We have some staples that were there before I came on board. I'm about to roll out a fall menu for that, but I'm trying to expand my horizons. And luckily, I have a team behind me that supports me and wants me to do the same. Wants Fuck me yeah. to be untouchable when it comes to spirits in general. Nice wine, wine and spirits. So the spirits so, have got me. So wine, they say, goes with cheese. If if you're just out hanging with the boys, drinking whiskey, is there? Uh, do you guys do cigar pairings as well? Is that a thing um, or so we don't actually because of where we're at and the way, you know, we don't we don't do. I have done the cigar thing myself before. Um, it is great to a nice glass of scotch, especially to drink a yeah, cigar. Yeah, um, it's not something a pairing we do. Um, speaking of pairings, we do have a Redwood Redemption uh, distillery out of California. We are doing a five course dinner with them um, that I actually sat down with my chefs and we kind of wrote together based on uh, four different skews of their whiskey. Dope. Uh, so that is uh, September 21st. Uh, I believe the tickets are going to be 145 I'm going to finalize that coming up. But anybody interested, feel free to hit me up. Um, Where can they find you at? Um, let's see. Uh, my, my Instagram name is at 90s John. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> um, Philly in the building. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually uh, – we'll get into all that later. But um, – uh, well, Jonas Pearson on Facebook. Um, they can not, just I don't think I'm gonna DM you about that. Yeah, yeah DM, no. I'm not going to blast it. What, what's your social, here. dog? What's your don't, social? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, 90s John on Instagram, Jonas Pearson. Uh, you can feel free to DM me, ask me any questions, or just come see me at Warren. Nice. Yeah, no Fuck doubt. Yeah. Um, and then definitely follow our social media. Warren has a kind of have all the happenings going on every day. We have a great PR group, so definitely follow us on there. WarrenDelray.com. We're also opening a location, uh, hopefully next six, seven months in Naples. So that'll be Warren West. Oh, oh nice. Yep. Off to the West Coast, exactly. baby. I'll probably be out there doing a little help, maybe a little consulting or training. Nice. For, That's uh, not too bad of a drive either. No, so, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm not going to catch a flight. I know that. No, so. no. It's too a little staycation drive, action. Yeah. So, um, but like you said, wine and cheese. Yeah. Wine also goes really good with red meat, especially red wine where white goes with fish. Red wine with uh, meat. Yeah. We pick different. We do. We pick different whiskeys for desserts. We pick different whiskeys for fish, uh, pasta dishes, also um, steak and our appetizers. We actually, the menu is kind of built around that. You know, we have like really cool pork and apples dish that goes good with whiskey. Uh, uh, fillet tip um, bites that go really good with whiskey so everything great steaks um, and at any time you come Wagyu, into one dude. don't hesitate just to ask We're, we'll, we'll pair you right up yeah whether it's wine a cocktail um, you know or whiskey we got you yeah you guys are really just hoping the guest has their best experience without being yeah and kind of referring back to what you said you know I get a lot of people that come in and they're like you know uh, you know, the server will come and get me. Hey, this person really, you know, they 
they grew up in a family that drinks whiskey or scotch and they've always tried. And, uh, you know, I go and I sit down and talk with them for maybe 10 minutes and I, you know, kind of like I told you guys previously, this, it's all about, it's not a race. First of all, you know, a lot of people uh, incorporate whiskey with going out and just banging shots of Jameson all night or this and that. Are you or, talking about me? Yes, mostly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you turn into Conor McGregor yeah. and start wanting to fight everybody. Oh, I was thinking more so I speak with an but, accent. Uh, but. I think it boils down to learning how to drink it, how to appreciate it, um, and first of all, just having a good product. Um, and that's why I kind of brought some stuff with me today to kind of walk you guys through this. Yeah, that's I right. Was just, you saw me just looking at these. Yeah, yeah. We got a... Uh, we got some Elijah Craig single barrel here. Yeah, so if you want me to go through these, Alex, I will. Just Absolutely, hand yeah. The, hand the redemption over here. So, first of all, we do this thing. Uh, a lot of distillers, um, they do barrel programs. So what happens is you can actually, for a lot of times, especially with Buffalo Trace, um, I think, you know, Willet, you can actually go to these distilleries, Barton, and they'll let you try different barrels. Uh, Wild Turkey Distillery. All right, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off. Swap mics with him just for a minute so he can uh, pour oh, us up yeah. some you drinks. Guys, you yeah, you we'll think go. that'll work? Yeah, well, you can All go right. hands-free real quick. So That way you can go hands-free. Let us switch free. up here. That way you can... Uh, Switcheroo. <laughs> you just look awkward with the mic yeah, in the I gotta, bottle. <laughs> I got to tell you, yeah. All right. All right, am I good here? Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, yeah. Freddie Freddy with All the right. idea. <laughs> sometimes, Smart. sometimes. Smart. All right, so what we do, though, is... Um, Sometimes myself, the partners, we uh, we also have a membership program at one, so we'll actually take some of our members and we kind of we draw na- we drew names out of a hat to start, and we'll take them to Kentucky with us, and they get to pick no pick shit. barrels with us. So it is a really oh, it's a really cool. special thing that adds value to their membership. That's cool um, as hell. Something that people don't get to do every day. Um, so you guys hand me your glass as well. So the one we're gonna drink now was actually picked by myself and Ryan Fried, one of our partners. We kind of. We picked this blindly, actually. We didn't do it together, but we landed on the same barrel. Separate times you were there, or you were there separate? Same... Okay. Separate times, yep. We actually uh, we tried each barrel and we picked the same one. So that's I'm going to say that's he and I have really good palates when it comes to this. So speaking of palates, this dude, we're just texting back and forth the other day, and he's like, "So how good's your palate?" I was like, "I mean, it's all right." And he's like, "Well, I'm, I'm like professionally paid <laughs> for my palate." I'm like, I "Dude, I'm professionally that. paid to make tombstones, not yeah, like the Gordon Ramsay of whiskey." <laughs> right. I was like, right. "What do you think, bro?" Um, but anyways. Brian Freed is definitely, I would say, shout out to Brian Freed. He's a he's a Gordon Ramsay of. Uh, I think he has the best palate out of oh, all of us. Oh, does he start yelling at people? Yeah, no. sometimes. <laughs> some, if I'm not getting inventory done right, yeah. Oh, so it's you. Yeah, he and I actually used to do the inventory at CWS solo. Oh, yeah, I probably we, met him then. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. He's at Revolution Live a lot. Uh, Fuck yeah. Long-haired guy, cool. Are, um, they, are they mainly distilled in like oak barrels? So they're not – they're the – they're distilled in, in a still, but they're, they, to be a bourbon, it does have to be aged in American New Oak charred barrels. Okay. That's the right. difference. Yep. There is also, well, it has to be where like rye whiskey is 51% rye grain. It has to be 51% corn grain. Okay. Uh, to be a bourbon. It has to be made in the United States. It is a very... Um, Specific. Well, it, it has to be made in the United States, not Kentucky. That is a big misconception that bourbon has to come from Kentucky, but it has to be made in the United States. Okay, that's news to me. Uh, yeah, has to be made in the United States to be a bourbon, 51%, aged in new American oak barrels. Um, can only have, it's made of three things. So first of all, and a lot of people also don't know this, that when whiskey is distilled, it comes out clear. So a lot of people call that moonshine in the hills, but in Kentucky, they call it white dog. So the brown white, white dog, white dog. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, which so you my can dad calls me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shout out dad. the brown, the brown color though, that you get in different 
whiskeys actually comes from the barrel. Okay. Right. So you can tell a lot by looking at it. Color's a big deal with this because that kind of shows how long it has sat. It can, you get, a lot of times you can tell where it comes from. Oh, it smells delicious. A lot of whiskey. A lot of whiskey from um, like Texas doesn't have to age as long, six to eight years, and it's super dark because of the heat. Okay. Um, we just picked a barrel in Virginia. Uh, shout out to A. Smith Bowman. We got a 10-year John J. Bowman pick. Um, and with Angel Share and the heat in Virginia, 10 years, we got about a half barrel out of it. But they say that their best barrels, they pull out about seven or eight So bottles. a half barrel is like how much? Like liter A wise. half barrel would be, if, I'll break it down for you like this, around uh, nine to ten six-packs of 750s. 750 milliliters, so okay. six... About nine to ten six packs, I believe. We'll let the listeners do the math. On right, that. exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Redemption High Ride, the one that Freed and I picked here. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, I don't. We don't have to get into all the details yeah. of how this shit's made. I was curious how much a half yeah. a barrel was. Well, yeah. I could talk this shit for days, but I will yeah. tell you a little bit about this one in particular. So, Redemption High Ride Bourbon. It's called a High Ride Bourbon because even though it's sixty percent corn, which puts it in that category of bourbon, it has a very high rye grain percentage, which is in this one it's sixty. Corn, this is 36% rye grain, and then 4% malted barley. So the 4% malted barley also has the highest sugar content, which is actually going to raise this up to 105 proof. Uh, Yeah, I was reading the back of it, and I was like, oh, fuck. Um, (laughs) So redemption, uh, high rye, whenever you do drink this, it's going to be nice and sweet up front. And before we even get into actually drinking it, I want you guys... To just, follow me we're doing quick. this neat. We're not right. No, exactly. on this right now. Nope. As as God and the boys in Kentucky intended, or in this case, Indiana. So, <laughs> Redemption is sourced. It's actually bottled in Bardstown, Kentucky, but it is sourced from MGP. MGP, uh, fucking the name of that is something multi grain something. I forget. But they they actually source a lot of whiskey for a lot of different companies, and a lot of people don't know that they can. You can send them a bash bill and say, "Hey, I want sixty corn, thirty six, and they'll make it for you." It's the same with like a lot of the microbreweries around here. Sure. They may not make it in house; they'll just send it off right. to a company. Like and a lot that. of pi- a lot of places do their own. First of all, bottling, labeling, blending, sure. aging. But yeah, um, a lot. Shout out to MGP. A lot of good stuff comes from them. Um, so getting into this, what I want you to do is actually take a sip, a small sip, and we're going to hold this for about fifteen seconds in your mouth. You don't have to swish it or anything; just, just let, let it soak in. Out. Yep. all right and that's probably good you can swallow that so what you've done take a big couple of big deep breaths out of your mouth i feel like i just had a listerine strap though right so what you've done though is you've actually let your palate and your body really adjust to the alcohol so now when you go back to the glass to smell and you don't have to stick your nose all the way in it. You'll get a lot more of the barrel notes. It definitely it smells different yeah. than yeah. what I smelled before. So you, it, what it does, it, when your body adjusts, you get, get rid of some of that astringency. And you smell more of the mash bill and the barrel. So now you get a lot more. It smells way different. Caramel, vanilla, like yeah, kind I don't, of woody. I don't, that's how it feels you know, like to that, chew five that gum. Typical yeah. After, yeah. yeah, you know that typical aftertaste on most whiskeys, right? Right. When you first smelled it before I took the sip, like you kind of had like that smell version of that exactly now yeah no astringency it's flavors exactly and that's how you can break it down and caramel's a good one yeah yeah i was originally going to do another podcast called cvb caramel vanilla butterscotch because when in the whiskey world we it say those like an ice cream yeah fucking. exactly <laughs> or some type of weird strip club i don't know um 
God, that smells so. Much we say those we say those things a lot, and we try to even stray away from it. We, you know, but it's true; they're there. So, like, you will. When they're low, yeah. Whenever you're tasting, or when you're smelling too, you need to go like left side, right well, not side, full nose, left side, right side. You will pick up different things, and also keep your mouth open and circular breathe, because you're kind of wanting to taste with your nose. On the right side, I got cocaine. Did anybody get that? <laughs> I was going to say, are you talking about whiskey or yeah. smelling your key right now, bro? Jesus. Um, Man, this is a wild whiskey. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All this is blowing my mind right so now. now the so more, different. the more you actually, and I tell people, take a sip, stay wow. away from the glass. And it's all, it's all a sip game. Just take a sip. Um, we're not shooting this shit. It's not a race. So just take another sip and then stay away from the glass, then go back and smell. And the more we go through this. We're not holding. Yeah. The more we go through this, uh, the more you'll smell and taste. A lot sweeter on the second, on the second. Oh so, yeah, absolutely, you know, without a, a doubt. So this is kind of how I get people that come in. I've been trying for years. I sit them down, give them good selection, maybe a flight. I've literally had somebody who says he he's tried for years and then he left after drinking three flights by himself. So I mean that's something I'm proud of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He now he's just drinking neat whiskey and he's had eight ounces and he's just got he way more appreciation for no it. doubt about it yeah yeah and even then a lot of times i'll sell them like a bottle i have a packaging we have a packaging license at warren as well as we did at cws so you can come in and i can sell you a lot of bottles or if you need a case of wine i've got you so we've kind of become a local liquor store out there at like standard market price or well we don't hit you over the head we do consider sure. like you know sure. especially these you know you can look up redemption but ours is a little more we consider it to be special i think this is the best redemption you're going to drink around that shit's delicious yeah i'm about to i'm not waiting for you on the last sip yeah we're good down the gullet yeah dude and that was even sweeter than the second taste. exactly and now smell the glass just more more and more everything opens it just up it smells like straight caramel and vanilla now exactly yeah. Right. Wow. Cool. My mind's blown right now. And I consider myself somebody that enjoys whiskey. And it's like, you know, obviously I shoot Jameson all the time. But at, at my home bar, like I've had various whiskeys that I just sit there and sip on. Yeah. Normally with ice, not neat. Um, so uh, Alex, hand me, the, hand me the big boy over there, Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig, was, single barrel. Yeah, this is actually what you call. That was good. So this uh, this one in particular, you see a lot of things um, and a lot of distillers. Let's we just had uh, one out of three barrels with Angel Zemby that we got to pick. What Angel Zemby does, they have their own uh, cast strength series, and they try to stay true to that. So what they make you do is they'll bring you their barrels at whatever they come out of the barrel at, whether it's one twenty five or one thirty. But they actually make you, they give you a kit to proof it down yourself. And you have to do theirs between. All right, all right, hold on. Dump yeah, it down real quick. Go ahead. Proof it down. What do you mean? Proofing it down means you're taking it, you're basically adding water okay. um, to bring it down to a lower proof. That's what I thought. I just wanted right. to make sure. And, you know, there's actually been, um, like Bardstown had a prisoner series. They actually did that with wine, too. They aged it in the wine barrels and then proofed it down with the wine. Really? Yeah. Huh. Shout out to Aaron Silverman and Bardstown. Um, now, do they use just regular tap water from, you know, if it's it, not nah, dog if Niagara it's water, bro? No, nah, they're gonna use uh, in Kentucky. They're gonna use their Kentucky limestone water. Okay. Aquafina, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Fiji, Dasani, <laughs> smart water Aqua, all day, bro. Aquafina, uh, liquid death. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, liquid death is actually. I love. Good, I dude. love a good liquid yeah, death. Yeah, it's actually. Shout out Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, is that him? Yeah, I believe no so. Shit. Him and some other people, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's not straight him. But, but yeah, so proofing it down. But then a lot will actually let you buy their barrels at barrel proof. So basically, when I say barrel proof, this 
and like I said, this runs a lot of people off because they get scared, but I'm going to show you there's nothing to be afraid of. You actually look for stuff like this. You think I'm scared of some spirits, bro? No, not at all. Uh, this is 127.2 proof. This is raw and uncut straight from the barrel. All right, I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can see the beautiful color on this, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's darker uh, than, nice, darker dark. than yep. the original. I believe this one. Color. I believe this one is. See, Jameson tricks you with the green bottle. Right, they do. <laughs> This is an eight-year-old. I believe this redemption is between four and six um, years, and I, it's blended. Right. Does, it, does it say single barrel? No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. It says single barrel select. Okay, so that's probably age four to yeah. Well, it was a barrel we picked, so, so that pre, does pre that does make sense. Right, right, right. Now, revival. are they aged in temperature-controlled rooms, or okay. is it? Like they just put it in a warehouse and throughout the seasons during summer, it's a little right. hot during winter. It's a little cold. Yep. Or is this it like 70 years. degrees year round? Six years. This one's eight. So Elijah Craig's a little. Yeah. It says bottled seven thirty one fifteen, and then, or I'm sorry, barreled seven thirty one fifteen, bottled four twenty. Hey, four twenty twenty one. Nice. So they got some weed in Yeah. Um, so to your question, some people have tried so that, you know, they say the one thing with, other than any other spirit with bourbon scotch, the one thing you can't buy is time. That means you can buy the best distillery, best equipment. You can buy all the grains in the world, but to reach, you know, some distillers just say your best potential for aging whiskey is between six and eight. And, and you need or, to be able to operate for that long when you start. Well, up that's why a lot of them making, do vodka, gin and stuff like that okay. as well. Yeah. Just to um, even start making a profit, right. you got to be open. Yeah, for even Buffalo long. trace does Wheatley vodka, um, which we, we actually use it one as a, as our entry level or well brand vodka, okay. which is really cool under Harlan Wheatley, very good vodka. Um, but once again, you can buy the best equipment. The one thing you can't buy is time. Sure. A lot of, you know, you have things that are aged. Like we have a Macallan 50 year. That's very rare. And when you look at the history of that, you know, it's very rare. You can't get that at Macallan. You can't get that in Scotland. How much is a glass of that? Well, that's inquiry only at the moment, hey, but, but price. we do have it at 5,000 an ounce. Ouch. And that's about how much you guys just drank of the first one. Yeah. Okay. Um, that bottle can Not be- judging, by the no, way. No, no, no. Just curious. That makes well, Johnny Walker look like well. Look, look, makes Johnny Walker look like Johnny Crawl, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Crawl. Um, yeah, the, the, the truth to that is it's something really cool to have. It's like a bucket list thing for a lot of people all yeah, around the world. I would think um, so. And uh, we really don't want to open that bottle. The the we don't to kill to even kill the resale on it, which literally, dude, is in the hundreds of thousands. Uh, yeah, Holy closer shit. to two hundred thousand grand. Um, you know, we're not gonna just open that bottle for one. So, ounce. listeners, if you if you get into whiskey, be prepared to drop five grand for that bucket list item, dude. All right, if you guys go ahead and hand me your Glenn, these are these are called the Glenn Cairn, by the way. Oh, thank you so yeah. much for the yeah. gifts for the yeah. for the thank fucking you, thank studio, you. by the way. Absolutely. Um, if uh, you guys, you know, we're recording a few days before this is going to be released. I post a little teaser up on the uh, Facebook story, um, so you'll see exactly what we're talking about if you happen to catch it. But um, yeah, dude, I, you we appreciate the shit out of it, man. Of course, man. You said you didn't have any whiskey glasses, so I said, I, well, no, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. We so, do it, now. So, this is your Elijah Craig. Oh, yeah. Come on. Finish the last one, dude. And you're going to see just from drinking the first one the way we did, as soon as you go to this, the tremendous amount of just flavor you're going to get and on your nose. And we're doing the same thing again. You don't even have to hold this one. We're just going to go right into it. So, we're just. I just want you to start with your nose. Same way. 
So is that because we did the first one, 15 seconds, our palate's still adjusted? Yeah. And because this is higher proof, why don't we do the same thing? Ready? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's go. So the 15 swish? seconds? Yeah. yeah, we'll go about 15. You don't have to swish. That was just me being a yeah. fucking hard ass. <laughs> Wake up in done. the morning feeling like P. did. <clears throat> so I will say the first time we did that, it wasn't that it burned, but the longer yeah. it sat there, it, you know... Right. Tingled. That one, it was more flavor just right up. Exactly. That's because, yeah, you, you know, your body has adjusted to 105 proof already. This is 127.2. You get that numbing feeling, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess. So one thing we look for, um, especially when we pick our barrels or in any whiskey that we're trying is kind of the finish. Finish is a big quality. So we look at the viscosity, the mouthfeel. And how long that whiskey will actually linger on your palate. I like something to stay with me for a while. Yeah, yeah. sure. You know, um, where it's funny, most people will bang a shot of Jameson and chug orange juice afterwards. Or, yeah, they do a pickleback. Yeah, pickleback. Which is, that's all fine and dandy, but what we're doing here is a little more sophisticated. And we want you to, to you show you. You don't have to, like, use roundabout <laughs> terms to say that right. I'm not sophisticated, bro. Right. I know. <laughs> Freddie just thinks I'm attacking him the entire time. <laughs> Oh no! I I'll be the first to tell you I am not sophisticated in this whatsoever. So he's, he's a white. <laughs> he's a white. That's mighty white of you, Alex. I'm, I'm whiskey right, tarted. So, so yeah, just go back to it. So man. I feel like this is completely wrong, but it's vanilla. Yes, no but doubt. It smells like I want to say fruitier in a way. Not yeah, no doubt. I kind of get a lot of almost sweet. Is I get a nuttiness to it. There's definitely like um, there's a nuttiness to I can it. See that. There's definitely a kind of a salinity or saltiness to it. Um, some people would call that like leathery. Okay. Okay. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely oaky. Um, oaky for sure. Um, kind of like toffee. Oh, leathery is a good one. Kind of toffee-ish. Um, that does sound, sound, smell like fresh leather. But now take a sip and go back and you might, you might find that nuttiness I'm talking about. It is. It's almost, and almost like a baking spice. Let me hold it away from my uh-huh. nose for a second. Yeah. The nutty for sure. With this one too, Damn, there's almost, good. yeah, this is, this is even with the redemption, which I love, this is a whole nother class of really good bourbon. Well, they're like, this is like a whiskey them. drinking experience. No doubt. That's oh, what I was, I was planning really on. hoping for this. Yeah. Um, and like, as you look at the two bottles, <clears throat> can you actually put them not back? Of course. Back? And you can see the color difference. Exactly. So, well, and this is even in the matter of, uh, literally by what two years yeah so six to eight years yeah it's quite it's a couple <clears throat> shades darker and this is out of Craig. you know this is out of kentucky um and this is indiana so you look at maybe temperature temperature as well right and like factors. you and like you were saying um people have tried to actually put their spirit in a smaller barrel first of all smaller barrels i use a lot of those for like um pre-batch old fashions i will age them i do that with a espresso tequila i make um, and I put it in a barrel for about a week. And with the espresso tequila, what that does is the wood will actually kind of n- curb that bitter edge. Nice. I do it with brown sugar and orange zest, but that wood for a week will actually, especially being in a liter barrel. Um, a lot of people have tried to put whiskey in temperature controlled areas in a smaller barrel, which means less surface area, which means faster age. And they'll go hot, cold, hot, cold. But, but will that like rush the process? And yeah, like... it, it doesn't quite work. Like I said, you can't buy time, right? right so yeah. like the boys in Kentucky at Buffalo Trace, they have these rig house that sit out 
Um, they go winter, summer, winter, summer, some, and they and they choose their barrels based on where it is in the rickhouse. Is it right in the middle? Is it high? Is it low and slow? Uh, is it close to the windows? So um, did we have a lot of snow this season? You know what I mean? Or did so they, it, does it snow in Kentucky? Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably. At yeah, some probably. Points, I guess sometimes. I would think so. They uh, really but it definitely gets colder. Aged. If it doesn't uh, and you're from Kentucky, sorry. <laughs> they really are aged, for lack of a better term, at room temp based on the season. They the are, weather. That's yeah, season the, temp, yeah. I call it. Yeah. Season temp. Winter, season summer, temp. winter, summer. Okay. And there's no way around that. That's kind of like it's kind of like the McAllen. You know, they're kind of the best of the best when it comes to scotch, in my opinion. I think they are the best. I think they're some of the best brown spirits in the world. And that's because they do something traditionally that they've always done. They have what you call a woodmaster, and he actually goes to different hey, parts. Hey, I'm a woodmaster, yeah, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. I'm a cocksmith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's a lot more obvious, but all right. Um, but he actually goes, and he chooses the tree. That's kind of his job. He goes, this one, this one. And that could be, I think, in parts of Spain and Scotland, um, some American oak. They choose the tree that they want the barrel and made sometimes out of. Imported. So check this out. It gets, even, it gets even crazier. So, Do they choose the Mexican that chops it down? <laughs> I think they do that. The woodmaster might do that itself. That's pretty badass. I'm a yeah. fucking lumberjack. <laughs> just um, goes out with the yeah. fucking axe. He's like, I won't. He's like, I won't. This one. Yeah. Just fucking chops it down. But they actually let that tree sit for two years in place after cutting it down and go winter, summer, winter, summer. No shit. Yep. From then, they actually chop it up and they create the barrel staves and then they stack it up log cabin style and then they let it age in place as is for two more years winter summer winter summer then See, they build so, the barrel so when it goes into this thing <clears throat> these sitting in the barrel it's not just the age of how long it's in the barrel it's also the age of chopping it down leaving it for two years well that's one thing with, up. that's one thing with McCallum that holy they do. shit so that's an overall just for the barrel Check several this out. year process so a lot of a lot of heritage goes into bourbon especially in kentucky and that's for multiple reasons when i said buffalo trace in kentucky makes the best whiskey that is for multiple reasons a their kentucky limestone water B, literally the soil that grows the grains for their whiskey, not to mention the soil that grew the tree for their barrel. They make the best whiskey, and I will stand just up like to the anybody nutrients on that. that go into it from just, the natural soil there. Just Kentucky is the best when it comes. It's bourbon country for a reason. That's wild. That's why that, you know, Kentucky's See, it's a built little on as, It's the littlest details that factor into right. what makes a good product. And a lot of people just don't look at it like that. Isn't and they, Jack Daniels uh, distilled in a dry town? Like a dry county or dry like so Tennessee sour mash. County. I you know you might I don't know I'm not really sure about that. That what's might be so. What's the, you guys don't have an Alexa speaker in here? The, I mean, I got a I phone. Mean, hey, we got a laptop. Yeah, yeah right. Um, we need to have there, a little guy in the corner that looks shit like that up. Jamie. I don't know. Yeah, there is. I think it's Jack Daniels or here. Let me give you a little um, more of this. I want you to go oh, back yeah, to it, dude. I fucking like that one. Yeah, guys, you help yourself to this. No, I gotta, go I, literally, golf, I gotta go golf for rhinos after this. I know, uh, but I did bring this for you guys to enjoy. We can look this up. Uh, Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. You the fucking man. Dude, I'm so glad we're having you on. I mean, I've known you for quite a few years now downtown yep. um, from various places, obviously. And just being um, out in the streets. Oh, and to bring it back, you mentioned old fashions a second ago. And when you said it, I wanted to bring this up. Um, I've had them when you made them at CWS. I had them when uh, Dexter made them at CWS. Right. And like... I haven't gotten a, a fucking old fashioned anywhere else. Yeah, it's once having you, you know, and you guys right. do it right. Obviously, you exactly. Smoke the glass and yeah, if you if that. you like. 
Um, I actually don't prefer it smoked, but um, Jack Daniels. Uh, the most surprising thing about Lynchburg, it's been a dry county since prohibition. Prohibition, meaning not a drop of alcohol can be bought or sold within its boundaries. But it, but it can, but 20s? it can be made. But it can be made. There you go. So you were right, and I, I knew like somewhere in the back of my head that you were telling the truth there, but I didn't want to say for sure. Well, yeah, I, I actually have a relationship was. with some people, not Jack Daniels in particular, but Uncle Nearest. Um, which that's a really cool Tennessee whiskey. Um, Uncle Nearest sounds like a not a good name. W- well, it's actually <laughs> it, it's. A, I'll let you look that up on your own time. I'm but kidding. you but you should you should look it up because you're right. It's a uh, it's a little different. Well, anyways, I was saying if if you're an old fashioned person, you get to the Warren. Try theirs. It's it was. I'm sure it's. Is it the same? Oh, same, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that is a, that is a. Um, Explain That's how to make one cocktail. because so many I have so many friends that are like, no, this is how you make it. No, this is how you make it. Well, uh, traditionally, you would actually make an old fashioned, and traditionally, really, an old fashioned is only that's the cocktail name for sweet bourbon. Yeah. So traditionally, you would add sugar cubes sugar cubes to a glass. You would saturate that with a bitter, um, and then you would kind of muddle that up. Then you would actually just add your bourbon and you would stir. That's so it. that is that is actually no how orange muddled. No, nothing muddled like that. Um, they're, they're, I believe it's called the 1802 old fashioned where you actually use the natural sugars from the fruit and muddle it up and you kind of stir it like that. Right. But traditionally. <clears throat> With actual sugar cubes. Yes. That is the what we do. We obviously at Warren or CWS, we have to simplify that and we make a sugar cane simple syrup. Of course. Yeah. But in tradition, it's still the same. Yeah. And you can't go too sweet. So for your two ounces of bourbon you would do a quarter ounce of sweet and then you would do a three to four dashes of bitters and you would stir and blend that. And then whether you smoke the glass or not, you pour that over hopefully a king cube. Yeah. A ball of ice. Right. And then, uh, and then you would just, you kind of, you garnish it with a little orange zest on top and then just throw that fucker in there. And that's all you got to do. Now, Freddie mentioned ice cube. Are there, Advantages, disadvantages to there's the spherical cube, the square, the square cube. They got Darth Vader shaped ones, um, yeah. which is just fucking silly. But I will tell you the <laughs> I will tell you the concept for uh, whether it's a sphere cube or a king cube. Is so, the king cube the cube one? Yeah, the like big the one. square one. Yeah, we okay. call it a king cube. It's a big, big block right. ice. Yeah, um, which a lot of people cut their own ice and shit like that, or ghost ice. They make it completely clear. It's really cool. You know, ice is a big. Bigger deal it's, in a restaurant it, industry important. than you think. Yeah, it's an especially if you make very if you make very intricate cocktails. A big part of the cubes or spheres, spheres especially. So let's say I make a cool drink that's whiskey based that has six ingredients. You want to put it on a sphere cube because when you're drinking that cocktail, you don't want anything to block your mouth passage. So that, that oh. sphere kind of turns and you just get to drink the drink instead of things blocking you or hitting you in Allows the face. Allows it to flow past exactly, yeah. and it's. Not to mention dilution process. So even, let's say this Elijah Craig that's 127.2, you put that on a king cube, it dilutes slower, and it starts to open up that whiskey more, and you taste even more and more. That was one thing I was going to do. I wanted you guys to taste this how Kentucky and God intended, but if you drop a couple drops of water in that, it will open it up, and you'll taste a lot more stuff. We do have have an ice chest right here. It's it's uh but yeah I, it's not king cubes they're not I, yeah. king cubes though yeah no I'm I I'm 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 a firm believer of always dropping like I room temperature like, water in it because you never really want to cool it down in my opinion a lot of people like to cool their whiskey down but I'm gonna I'm you. gonna microwave it before I cool it down 
Truthfully. Dude, I'm telling you right now, hitting golf balls for rhinos here in a little bit will be interesting. Yeah, man. So, any other questions for me? Um, That's kind of a whiskey I mean, 101 for you guys, dude, man. That's good. Awesome, yeah, bro. that was everything I hoped it would be. I mean, as as somebody like I said is, and I'm sure we have plenty of listeners that are whiskey drinkers and non whiskey drinkers. I grew up in a rum and tequila household, um, but no, that was that was much different than uh, than any whiskey drinking experience that I've ever had. I've always joked that. Uh, the reason I can't do Jameson shots is because I just try to slam them and I'll cough and it comes right out of my nose. Right. Um, but you'll be surprised the more you actually, if you were just. I thought you were going to say whiskey dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> Don't project yourself on yeah. Alex, bro. My bad. I didn't mean to. Cool, man. Yeah, no, this was, uh, that was some phenomenal Insight. Phenomenal insight, whiskey. Um, Come to the Warren, man. You uh, you got to check us out there, man. Well, it's we'll a whole different to, experience. You know, we've been talking about doing the L Dub Grub Club, and that's not necessarily L Dub, but um, yeah, maybe we uh, get that on the Patreon once we get that up and going. Dude, that is a segment that we that we're looking into. Um, you know, for you as well as the other. Listeners coming out with a segment called the L Dub Grub Club, where we go to new restaurants, restaurants that people really haven't been to before, or, or have always just here, just even. wanted some more insight on. Um, you know, go inside, film the atmosphere, get some B roll on. You know, the kitchen, the bar, the menu, and then order. You know, whatever. The, I'd, lo- I'd love to do your beverage uh, segment on that. Oh, Absolutely, probably, yeah. I could yeah. be, I could be your guy for that. Yeah, L Dub Bev work. Club. Yeah, um, kind of. Well, no, I mean, we could do it. We could, yeah, either one. You could, you could combine those two things and really rate a restaurant on what it is. And you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of bashing restaurants, but if people want to know what's really up, I'm all for it. Well, there, there's well, also hopefully th- we wouldn't have to do that. There's also plenty of times that I've, you know, and I'm sure we all have wanted to know, hey, what's uh What's Warren like? You want some oh, more well, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take do a little one more small one. Too. What's uh, what's Warren like? Which well, one do you want? I'm, I'm gonna go with the Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. yeah, bro. That shit's delicious. There's actually a YouTube video on the, you know, the ambiance, the menu, the vibe, the music, um, how everything's made. Um, so they can really kind of get an idea as to what they're, what they're actually in for. Yeah, what versus, to expect. Just Googling it and looking Reading at the, the reviews and be like, ah, no, we'll just go to Chili's. Yeah, this or, is this is more like firsthand, and this is like kind of this is the this is us going hands on. You guys are talking about B rolling it, so you know anybody can write fucking. It's they're, it's they're, more personable, like right? That. Exactly, and anybody can write anything on the internet. And, and it's, well, and the people that review stuff, a, I feel like normally are. It's a sick, people. yeah. Yeah, it's a sick world we live in, yeah. bro. Where Yelp reviewers, yeah. well, even like, even at Warren, we get it a lot. Just and and, and the funny thing is, a lot of the like a lot of my staff have worked in Delray for a long time, and when certain people come in, they know they're like, "Watch, he's going to write a review. Yeah. That's going to be super negative." One well, star. Perfect example is I went to the new burger place, Manka's last night. Right, the food was fucking incredible, but you know the restaurant ran like you expect a brand new restaurant. I'm not bashing it, right? You know, I'm not bashing it at all. Food was delicious, you know. Sure, they're working out their kitchen staff and their server staff. It wasn't like the most prompt thing, but that's pretty much everything you expect. From I mean, you got to work the kinks out. Exactly. I'm just glad and that you guys even have delicious. that. I'm just glad you guys have that outlook. 
Yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't have that outlook. You no, know, that's why I don't I, expect a brand new restaurant to work you fucking know, flawless. That's why a lot of the times when you open a new restaurant, which I've done quite a bit of, you know, you do that's a That's how this podcast started. You listen to our first, first few episodes. Few this is episodes. Terrible, dude. Oh yeah, you guys were like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. we, we got equipment still fun. coming in. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, just like this painting back here, uh, shout out, shout out, Emily. Start somewhere. I, and I know? and I got to tell you guys, I applaud you. This po- my podcast is something I've been trying to start for fucking years, and I just have this mentality in my head that everything's got to be perfect. And I, you know, it took really, it took one night. I was at IGOTS with Marlon, and he goes, "Listen, mate, you can't be fucking afraid to fail." And we've had that same conversation, you know, yeah. and it's like, he's like, you've got enough people around you that support you, bro. Just fucking dive in, spend the money, get started, just do something. Yeah. And well, and we started talking about this in what, December of last year. And by, uh, right before new year's, we started ordering stuff. Right. It took us a while to get the first couple episodes out. Then we had a few weeks in between then sometimes a month in between. You're going to fail at, yeah. at something. Oh, new. no doubt. And that's why, and, and that's me. I, I am somewhat of a perfectionist, but you know, you guys starting this kind of also gave me a big push and yeah, I'm, I'm cool. excited for you guys to come check out and see what I've put together. Um, yeah. and I'll definitely have you guys on as well. And we'll, yeah. we'll chop this up in the my photos studio. You sent us look fucking dope. Your yeah. studio looks in- incredible. I think we're probably going to go check it out here after we're done here. But yeah, what do you no think doubt. has been, if there's anybody else out there that has been starting something like this, YouTube channel content, something like that podcast, what do you think has been the most challenging so far? Um, yeah. And I would, I, I mean, maybe, Doing maybe, it. maybe honestly, cause there's a lot of videos you can actually watch that'll show you how you can get started for really cheap. 100%. Um, we looked at a lot of those. I, too. And I think with, I think with one of my things is I wanted to, I, I wanted to get the best equipment I could within my budget, within my price range. Yep. Um, and I, I may, I may have gone, I may have gone a little on the higher side. I did want to, you know. I guess in my head, I thought that if my content sucked, I wanted to sound good at least. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you I know, wanted to. You're trading off I, this. You want this? Yeah, to be I still good, wanted actually. to. I still wanted to sound the best. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing getting into podcasting is coming up, really with a good, uh, you know, at least base for your content, um, and then being consistent. I think yeah. being consistent and people knowing they can either tune in and listen to you live, or knowing that you're always going to be there. It's going to come out this day. Consistency—the um, word that we've been throwing around a lot, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. Alex talked to me a little bit. You know, and you know, I was gonna do—I was gonna have Marlon as my co-host, and now, now I'm just gonna—I've I've decided that uh, I'm gonna roll solo, and I'll just have People more are. more guests. Yeah. You know, and actually, and nothing against Marlon—he's moving back home. Yeah. Of but uh, you know, it does—it'll free up a mic for an extra person. Sure. You know, well, um, and it also, I, I'm sure you might not have even realized this, but doing it yourself might push you a lot because there'll be episodes you're doing it yourself. You don't get a right, guess. Right. And being able to talk and fill voids and do all of that on your own, I sure. guarantee will push you more than you realize. Yeah. I, and I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, and uh, I think you guys talk a little bit about, you know, and also just decision making. I get to make my own decisions. Yeah. There's been you know? times exactly, where, exactly. Yeah. Like, when we yeah. were both work during the day, we work yeah, 40 yeah. hour weeks and like we're trying to figure something out, but we can't really just like stop and talk all day long you know? right exactly uh, but it is I'm, but i do salute you guys for what you're doing i think it's great i fucking love the name thanks for the t-shirt by the way absolutely um, brother thanks for um on, man. yeah and any anything you need from me i'll be here man and i'd, I'd love to follow up and, and do another versa. episode yeah well next episode will be with fucking you at your house on, yeah uh, or at your studio on uh do you have any guest book for uh do you have any episodes i uh, yet? 
I have uh, no episodes out. No, I haven't even really done my pilot yet. Okay. Uh, but I have done a couple with some friends to kind of really test my equipment and get everything laser focused. Levels in. and yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah, kind of like a freestyle. Anything goes, um, and w- which was a lot of fun. It was really good. It was really good learning experience too. Um, trying to see how my equipment really sounded with editing too. It was mostly for editing. It's also interesting, like, and we've talked about this. Like, I rap, so I've been on a mic. So when yeah, I hear me, my own voice, and I've actually thing, built studios myself too. Right. And, and, but I was gonna say, when you hear yourself back on a mic, or like yeah. when other people hear themselves back on a mic when they don't normally, right? I think like it probably threw you off at first. Oh right? yeah, when I first started doing stand up, and you heard your own, and voice. I heard, and I heard my own voice. I was like, that's I have to I apologize fucking, to everybody that's I've what ever. I sound- s- spoken to yeah. ever and they say though and they say though uh you're always your own worst critic absolutely you know yeah. like you you hear yourself no, and you're like man <laughs> <laughs> freddie is a lyrical god <laughs> i will say i thought we were just gonna start a cipher in here self-proclaimed <laughs> self-proclaimed yeah but i guess it's proclaimed it's, yeah, by somebody <laughs> i'm glad he's confident well shit on that note i gotta go hit golf balls for rhinos go hit some golf balls buddy we love we love having you. Love what you're doing that with your a, podcast. We would love to be on there if you would have us. Um, Plug it one was, more time. What's it called? When you're planning on dropping? Uh, it's going to be closing out. And um, like I said, I'm going to do a video podcast. So uh, what I'm lacking is video equipment. Once I get that, then I'm going to roll. It'll be. It will be within the next two months. Nice. I will say that that is. Uh, that's my deadline. Um, I, I, and I'll probably start. I'll actually start having guests and recording. Uh, I'm kind of. Tr- I'm going to try to do the three episode thing and uh have enough work to go ahead and like uh kind of edit everything and just start spitting them out sure you know, bank have a, a few, long deck. bank, bank a, a few yep. episodes for sure yep and uh there'll be some really cool guests i'll do anything it's you know it's basically restaurant whiskey and everything when it comes to uh it's just everything restaurant whiskey and more so uh that's kind of what i do for a living kind of basically at this point i've dedicated my life to it so um, eventually I just want to talk about it instead of actually do it. Yeah. It's know? a muscle. The more you work it, the yeah, better, yeah. the better you have some really cool guests. It. I'll have some really cool guests, some head chefs, uh, some really cool bartenders. We'll probably do some cocktailing, um, all of the above. Yeah. Are you going to be on Spotify? Um, um, I'll be on every, I will be anywhere you get your podcast. I'll be okay. on every, I'll be on every platform. Yep. Awesome. Obviously you said it'll be video, but you'll yep. then release the audio. So exactly. Yeah. YouTube right. as well. Yeah. 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 I think YouTube's a must-have. Yeah, we're working. Yeah, on we're that. we're we are working on that. We just released our we, first. I mean, we jumped into all this video. Like, we're gonna go slow. We're gonna figure it out first. Then we'll start. You know, we just got on every platform. Yeah, but you guys did it, and I think I think we, we can help each other a lot. For sure. I, I may be doing the video thing before you guys do. We don't know, um, but I'll help you do that too, and yeah. I'll find out what worked for me. Yeah. Um, and what might work better for you? Versa, if you have questions exactly. on any of that, you know, locals I mean, helping locals. Alex. Shout that, out, to, dude. Hey, Alex that, has put in. I mean, you know, he's got the computer and the studio set up here, so like, yeah. And I think you, I think so you, much s- of the legwork. I think you said last week you were a coattail rider, if I heard that correctly. Was <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> riding the coattails. Is that yeah. what? Yeah. Well, we're yeah. I'm and like, I mean, like I just said, dude, he's put in a lot of the work. Dude. Freddie and Fox I sells himself. Yo, dude, it's a fucking brand, bro. Yeah. <laughs> We're sitting there like, oh, are we gonna make it a half hour? We're at fucking fifty-eight minutes. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Natural, a hey, natural flow. Hey, buddy, as Freddie always says, love for the love. Love for the love, people. Fuck yeah. We out? I think we're out. Be sure to check out JP on all of his socials. You've heard him before. Go check out Warren down in Delray. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Check us out. We'll uh, we'll have to come down there one night for dinner here soon. And I'll say to everybody, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.